welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm Dr. Aaron Wiseman, your colleague in medicine and coach in life. And I am here today with Dr. Randy Kamen. She is a psychologist. She's an educator. She is specifically a coach to help us physicians write the next chapters of our lives. She really firmly believes that one of the areas of leadership that we can step into is write the books that are imprinted on our soul. So... Listen to this conversation and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Oh, and have you looked at the Patreon site yet? Patreon.com backslash Dr. Me First. If you haven't heard this in any of my other episodes I was talking about, we now have a community. I'm pretty stinking excited about it. I think there's maybe two members now, including myself. So I just wanted to put a call out there. If you're interested in hanging out with me more, with hanging out with other listeners, for getting bonus episodes, helping more and more people around you just by being you and showing up in this community, I would love to invite you to become a patron of the Dr. Me First podcast. Not only does it help to keep this podcast completely ad-free, which I know that we all love some MeUndies and Chrysler minivans, but seriously, I don't want to go there. I would much rather we be a community-supported podcast than have to talk about beef jerky or something like that. So, But also, there's a scholarship opportunity to help medical students, residents, fellows, physicians who are in a hard position to also become part of the community. So I'd encourage you to check it out and, of course, listen to this conversation. Okay, for real now, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Randy Kamen. It's so great to have you on here. It's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you definitely have doctor in front of your name, but you're a different type of doctor. So introduce yourself to the audience and tell us about the magic you're putting out into the world. Okay. Well, I am a psychologist that's been trained in neuropsychology and psychophysiology and have been working... My original training was in stress, pain, and psychosomatic disorders. And I worked for years as a clinical psychologist. And then these days, I put all of this into more forward thinking, like let's understand your history. Yes, but let's boogie on into creating what's possible through personal leadership and also putting people, helping mostly physicians put their expertise um, into writing a book so that they could really um, uh, express their, their wisdom and their authority and take their, um, their work to a whole new level. But it also is the ultimate leadership move. But I also help people with per- personal leadership as well. Yeah. And Give our listeners a little bit of insight into your personal story, how you transitioned from such like a hardcore clinical place now into what you're doing. Well, you know, my, my professional story has always kind of followed my personal story. And I guess, well, I came by uh, becoming a psychologist, honestly, in that I had a crazy dysfunctional family, as many of us do. And 
I was very, very intrigued by understanding what is really going on in my inner life and what's normal, what's not normal, because what I thought was normal, I discovered by age 17 was wildly not normal. And um, so that got me into psychology. And after years and years of being in that realm and going back into people's history and helping them put that you know, into a state of maybe we will call it resolution, but a a feeling of, okay, I understand and I could move on. I really felt like in my own journey, I didn't want to keep going back there. And I wanted to move it forward, take that, that uh, personal understanding, that intimate understanding of my past and put it into how do I create an awesome rocking next chapter and that's really where my energy is today so even when i do leadership groups what i do is i yes i seek to understand the past but without re-traumatizing people and going over and beating the past like a dead horse you know i like to boogie forward and say okay we understand this now let's create an awesome next chapter or let's write that book and do something amazing personally, professionally on whatever level. But I think the forward thinking and the forward momentum gets us much further and brings us much more joy than going back into that past. Absolutely. That's why I love coaching so much. You know, we may, you know, tiptoe on past patterns or things that, but it's really not about like sitting on the couch and like dwelling in that and talking about when you were three years old. I really love that. That's what you focus on too, is about like, all right, it happened. We process through it. We feel the feels. We know that it will no longer hurt us and we move forward in it. And I love that. And I know we met via LinkedIn because I was reading your profile and I was like, oh my God, she helps <laughs> doctors birth their books into the, the world. And we started to have conversation. And when you were telling me about how this really is personal leadership, I was so intrigued. So I love that that's your words for today. And I would so much love for you to give some more body to why you picked personal leadership as your words? So to me, however you show up in the world, no matter where you are, whether you're with friends, family, your work, I, I think taking ownership for your actions, standing um, in your truth and being able to really rise to the highest level uh, that you are capable of no matter what the situation, whether you're dealing with the chairman of your department or a colleague, I, I found, so I have taught over the years um, two courses at Harvard Medical School. I've been a, um, either a keynote speaker or a workshop leader or teaching these smaller courses. You know, uh, the, the, these are annual courses that I've been teaching for years. And so I got exposed to so many women physicians and men too, of course. But what I discovered about the women was that they attended the best schools or not, but they they just rose to the highest levels. And yet internally, they did not feel a sense of personal leadership. They did not feel 
like they were really stepping into their highest level of um, potential of what's possible so they could re they, they didn't really come across as the leaders that I knew that they were and had the capacity to be if they were not. And that's something that is completely learnable. It's a teachable skill. It's a teachable skill set, I should say. And it's based in um, positive psychology, mind-body strategies, and straight-on leadership training. How do you use your voice effectively, powerfully, authentically, and not be afraid? I mean, the fear I found held people back from rising to their greatest potential. And that I knew I could help people overcome. I'm very good at the thing, and I always tell this to people, the thing that you fear is almost always the thing that you must go for that you must head, you have to head into the fire. You're afraid to speak to somebody, that's the person you need to talk to. And facing your fears is such a powerful thing, but when you have the tools and the resources to do that, it actually, the flip side of fear is excitement and even joy. Absolutely. And so how did this work transform into helping physicians write their books? So writing your book is the biggest leadership move or one of the biggest leadership moves you could make because every physician, I mean, everybody has a story, but every physician, I mean, it's such a, a long, hard road, even for the best of us, even the smartest among us. And there's a story behind why we got into medicine, why we got into psychology and decided to embark upon 10 years plus, plus, plus of education and never stop after that. And there's a leadership story that has a lot to do with the professions that we chose. And it really sets us apart as authorities in our field when we write our book. And it separates us out from those that don't. And we all have a message. And when you bring that message forward, you're doing a greater good that's beyond just for you, but it also elevates your own sense of self, your sense of self-esteem, of um, feeling accomplished in a way that is different than degrees. It's like you're putting a body of knowledge, wisdom, experience into play that has a ripple effect out into the world, especially when you have an important message, which we all do. You get to a certain point, you have a message. Yeah. And as I'm currently going through that process of, of writing a book of my own, it seems like it's not just the words on the page, but it's like that creative spark in your brain that churns and then goes through all your prefrontal cortex and then finally comes out uh, that there's something really magical about it. And you're right. You know, once that there's, once your work is out into the world, it's going to impact someone. And if you don't ever put it out, you never will have that impact. Exactly. I mean, people spend years and years of training of research, of experience, of clinical work, and then they never do anything with it. 
it's like nobody knows what's happening behind that closed door. And if you don't put it out, there's a body of knowledge that dies later on. And if you do put it out, it elevates you to a leadership level where you could make a bigger impact. And didn't we all do this to make a difference in the world? So if we're making a difference in the world, we may as well make the biggest possible difference that we can because we are the leaders in the medical realm. So why don't we share this information? There are so many people that are not privy to um, the best of healthcare and we could share, I mean, whether you are or not, this knowledge could make such a difference in the people in our lives and beyond and in other communities. And I really believe that it has a ripple effect out into the world on the greatest possible level. I think so too. You know, one of my favorite Instagram posts is there are less qualified people than you doing the things you wish to do. And like, I just think about that when it, it comes to specifically what you're doing with book writing, that they're, gosh, I know my audience out there. They're just some amazing, amazing people with just stories that would just blow our socks off. And um, like you said, I think it is fear. I, I know that's been my biggest hurdle is uh, fear of rejection, fear of what is this going to mean? You know, fear of change of after it's out, what is it going to do? So what encouragement? Fear, am I worthy? Am I worthy? I, I can't even believe it. I, you know, people educated at the finest institutions with, you know, resources to do anything. And yet they have these, this worthiness issue. Am I really worthy? Who am I to write this book? And my question is, who are you not to look at the 20 year olds, look at the, you know, people that with, without any of these, um, unbelievable resources at their fingertips and they're putting their their selves themselves out on the you know out on the ledge and revealing their deepest darkest secrets and how they feel and what they do and what they eat and we have you know such experience and we're not putting it out there because we're afraid it's it doesn't make any sense people want to hear from doctors people want to hear like what's really going on and i i see more activity now on linkedin on twitter and it it lights me up but it's just a drop in the bucket yeah i think it really speaks to what you're you're getting at is the the perpetual theme of imposter syndrome that we have we have a pandemic of it um yes we do and so i think this is definitely one antidote to imposter syndrome is is telling your story. So what encouragement, what little drops of goodness can you drop on the audience right now that that you see as you're working with people like us? Well, I would say the biggest thing of all is to have accountability, to have um, honestly being being in some kind of group where you need to um, show up, whether it's virtual or live, and be accountable for what you're doing and um, uh, really pushing it forward in a way that if you're left up to your own devices, you just could say, yeah, 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 I really want to do this. But if you're not accountable, if, and if you don't have the group support, or if you don't have 
uh, even individual support, then it's very hard to keep the momentum going, even though um, we're talking to doctors right now who have kept the momentum going and gone through school and training and more training and education, but still the book is something that is different. You don't have that forum that you had with school and education you, 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 unless you create it. Well, so, and I think that's a great point because that's what we're fighting right now is the isolationism of what the culture says it's supposed to be, you know, that we're supposed to fight our own battles that, and I think that's the change is like developing that safe space of connection and vulnerability so that you can go into creation mode and have loving kindness around you to develop Absolutely. it. So I love that because that's the whole purpose of this podcast. It's the work that I do. I know that's what you're developing right now with your um, program about how to help leaders write their books. I, I love that because yeah. that's really what we all need in our lives. Stop yeah. being alone and hiding. <laughs> exactly. The lone wolves out there do not do as well. And the idea of community the research shows that it is the key to health, happiness, and longevity. And it's just very interesting how many lone wolves doctors can, you know, how, how that, that is something that a lot of the physicians I've worked with don't necessarily have a community of friends because there are so many demands competing demands with family, with work, that that doesn't develop. But when you have a community of like-minded souls that are all committed to writing their books and making a difference and putting it out there, it's a joyous experience and it's an empowering. And if that is, I mean, it's the fastest way to elevate your authority and your leadership is by writing a book. And what I often tell people is don't worry. I, I have a group that I'm putting together right now. And I tell them, don't worry. It hasn't quite started yet, but I've been interviewing people. Don't worry about it being a big book. It doesn't have to be a 250 page book. You get started writing a book that is 60, 70 pages. It could be, you know, you write a short, tight book and you really tap into why does this matter to me? and put your story and your profession together, it's going to be an, a very interesting, compelling book that will make a difference for you, for your patients, for your community, and possibly way beyond that. Isn't it funny how we put rules on ourselves? Like, if it's not 500 pages, then it's not good enough. <laughs> or, you know, if it's not hardback and, like, yeah, by a huge yeah. publishing house, then it's not good enough. And you're, you're so right. Hell, you can do your books now on Amazon from a Word document and get them printed it's, and put it out true. to the world. So it's well, the wonderful. the hard part, though, the hard part, as you know, is getting the thing promoted so that people actually – do that. So what my program is about is how do you write it? How do you get it published? Because you can self-publish. You could also get picked up. It depends on how what you, you are out there. Yeah. yeah. And then how do you make money off of it? Because I really believe a lot of physicians, not only they, they, want, they want some relief, 
from the way the medical care system is right now. Maybe they want to teach a course and it's supplemental income and relief from clinical practice, or maybe um, they want to go into something that's tangential to clinical practice because right now the medical care system is definitely broken and people need outlets for how they could do what they do in innovative ways. And writing a book gives you the opportunity and space to rethink how you want to do the work that you're doing and make the biggest possible difference. Yeah. So if there's people that are interested who you have sparked their interest or they are ready to jump on board and to birth that book that's within them, what's the website that they need to go to? Well, the website is Dr. Randy, R-A-N-D-Y, Kamen, K-A-M-E-N, dot com, or if they if somebody wants to talk to me about their book idea, I would love to discuss it. And all you have to do is, um, and that, you know, obviously there's no obligation just to discuss the book idea. I'm happy to do that. Um, if you go to write your manuscript.com, no spaces, uh, you could book a 20, 30 minute appointment with me. And I'm really interested in book ideas and helping people kind of refine that. I, I'm sure that anybody that sets up a time with me will walk away with some insight about their book idea. Awesome. Even if it's in the, um, you know, formative stages. The, the embryo, little embryo yeah, stage. Yeah, <laughs> Well, we'll have all of that in the show notes. Dr. Randy, it is so great talking with you. You're such an inspiration, and I just Thank can't you. wait to see the libraries fill up with the books that you're helping. <laughs> I feel the same way. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. talk a little bit about your act of leadership. Now, I know Dr. Randy specifically talks about writing a book as an act of leadership, and I do think that's pertinent, but I also think, too, that we can take a lot of other actions that can, in turn, be our show of leadership. You know, one in particular that I've thought about recently, how about taking care of our own health and well-being? I mean, seriously, how many times have you walked around with an ache or pain or something going on with yourself and you're just like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll take an ibuprofen, take some Tylenol, walk it off. No, I really think by demonstrating taking care of our own health and wellness, that can be leadership to those around us, colleagues, residents, med students, nurses, team to say, you are important enough. You need to go get your health and well-being take care of by demonstrating that I am important enough that I need to do this for myself. Sit back and think what other acts of leadership that you need to do in your own life to display to others that you need to put out into the world. You know, recently with my kids, one of those things for me has been talking about mom having a bedtime as well. You know, we always talk about our kids, you know, it's 8, 8.30, whatever time your kids go to bed is a limitation on them. But I think we also need to talk about the limitations on ourselves. 
I know with the extra work that's going on, I've had to talk to my kids about rest and how even if you don't sit down or lay down and take a nap, that resting is really good for us and that I myself need to lay down and rest when it's during their time too. So think about that a little bit. Where do you maybe need to take some ownership, stand in your truth so that you can rise to your highest level, whatever that is. Remember, you're not going this alone. There are a community of us, of sassy, Dr. Me First participants, patrons, I guess is what it's called, patrons, that are out there in the world. And I also want to give a special shout out to those in my Dr. Me First mastermind. You ladies are killing it. I so appreciate starting this journey with you in January, and I cannot believe we're already halfway through the six-month mastermind. So just want to encourage you, keep doing those badass challenges, keep posting in the Slack group, and you really are truly a Dr. Me First badass. Okay, getting back to the rest of you who aren't in the mastermind group, you still have the opportunity to jump in the new Patreon group, which I'm really, really super excited about. You know, my goal for 2020 was to get to know all the listeners of this podcast. And I feel like through the Patreon group, it's going to happen a whole bunch quicker. And giving out another shout out to the first Patreon member, Jelaine Valentini. You, my friend, are a badass. And I so appreciate you. All right, everybody, get your booty in the Patreon group. Come hang out with me more. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Heavy lids. One, two, three, four. You've got something to ignore.